I'm sure that the dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees in our gospel today about giving tribute to Caesar doesn't need further explanation. Jesus knows well the motives and plans of his opponents and, in fact, does not give them a direct answer but rather exposes their hypocrisy. So the first lesson that today's gospel teaches us is that God always knows our true motives, no matter what we do or say. That's why we ourselves, too, must be clear about the motives of our actions and words. Remembering that we must always choose the right and just means to achieve our goals and use these means in the right and just way. Unfortunately, we have to admit that although this is something that most parents probably try to teach their children, the society as a whole does not act in accordance with this principle at all. Instead, we often see completely irrational behavior around us, of which today perhaps the most significant is the ever-increasing confrontation with each other, which in the end does not help anyone, nor serve our common interests or goods. However, let's still take a closer look at what Jesus answered to the Pharisees' question about giving tribute to Caesar. Jesus' sentence, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's, can be interpreted in different, even contradictory ways. Some read from it a requirement of unconditional submission, not only to God, but also to all earthly authorities, while others rather proceed from the principle formulated by St. Peter together with the other apostles, we ought to obey God rather than men. That is, secular authorities must be obeyed only as long as they do not contradict the will and word of God. Moreover, since everything ultimately comes from God and is in his hands, we do not owe anything to Caesar or any worldly power, nor do we have to obey them if they contradict, as I said, God's will and word. Those who say that the word of God should be listened to more than the word of men 
are undoubtedly right. But the same word of God, the scriptures show us clearly that worldly power and all authority also comes from God. Primarily, this means that anyone who has any kind of authority or power must remember that it is not his own, but entrusted to him. And he must use this power and authority responsibly and in accordance with divine justice. If he doesn't, then he will lose his authority and power, at least in the sight of God. This also concerns society and state and everything related to being a citizen of a country and a member of society. I'll give you just one example. When the Declaration of Independence speaks of the inalienable rights of every person, among which the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are highlighted, it is emphasized that these rights have not been given to man by government, but they have been given to man by his creator. Man does not possess them through his own authority, and certainly they are not given to him, as I said, by the government. Exactly the same applies to the rights, freedoms, and obligations provided for in the Constitution. They were not invented or given to the people by the Constitution, Congress, or government, but they are given to us by God, our Creator. The Constitution only recognizes the existence of these rights, freedoms, and obligations. And it is the duty of the state to ensure their preservation and protection. As I said, this is just one of many possible examples. I don't want to go further with it now. I will rather highlight the true meaning of the answer given by Jesus to the Pharisees. Just as the money minted by the emperor or Caesar bears the image and inscription of the emperor, so the image of God, our creator, is forever minted in our <coughs> souls. There is a divine law written in the heart of every human being who is willing to listen to the voice of his conscience and to seek and strive for truth and justice. Truth and justice. By the way, this is the title of a great Estonian novel, Truth and Justice. Five thick volumes. His main characters are two neighbors, two farmers, whose names are 
Andres and Pearo. Andres is Andrew and Pearo is Bernard. Andres is a simple, hard-working and honest man who is trying to rebuild his farm. However, his neighbor Pearo keeps causing him problems. Andres shoes Pearo several times, but Pearo always wins thanks to his ability to bend the law. Finally, Andres decides, decides to do the same. He also begins to bend the law, and he wins several cases. But at the same time, his own heart hardens, and this honest and sincere man becomes bitter, vicious, and evil. As a result, his wife dies, and his children suffer a lot, so none of them want to stay on their father's farm when they grow up. What a tragedy. In the end, there is neither truth, nor justice, nor love, for which Andres had once selflessly worked. This is what happens whenever someone forgets that he is not the one who has all the authority in heaven and on earth, and begins to think that he has the right to use all means to achieve his supposed and perhaps even truly good end, justifying himself with the proverb that Joseph Stalin loved to repeat when committing his crimes. When you chop wood, splinters fly. The way of sinners is made plain with stones, but at the end of it is the pit of hell, says the Holy Scripture. Today this saying is mostly known in a slightly different wording, namely that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. There has never been a time in the history of mankind when some tyrant did not rise somewhere, forgetting or not recognizing that he too has received his power and authority from his creator and must answer to him. Often such tyrants consider themselves superior to everyone else, and some of them even think that they are some kind of divine beings. However, none of the mighty ones of this world can resist the truth that what is God's must be returned to God. If not before, then when dust becomes dust again. I'm not saying this to make us throw up our hands in depression. On the contrary, realizing that we have received everything, including our life and ourselves from God and belong to him, should fill us with a sense of responsibility and make us strive sincerely and with all our strength for what is in accordance with the will of God, 
our Creator, that is, what is good and right. Not only the great and mighty of this world, but all of us must give back to God what is His, that is, ourselves and our whole lives, in truth, righteousness, and love. Right after Jesus had given the Pharisees the answer about giving tribute to Caesar, they came to him with another question. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus answered them, and you know the answer. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Believe me, when Jesus tells us to give Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God, this is exactly what it really means. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and thy neighbor as thyself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.